Hey, I'm Jason Gray. Hey, this is Sarah Gross. Hey, I'm Andrew Osinga. Hi, this is Michael Carr. Hey, this is Andrew Peterson, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. And this is me, so let's have some exciting music. Who is me, you ask? Well, me is Rick Lee James, and this is my podcast, Voices in My Head. We've got a great show for you this week, so stay tuned. My guest today on the Voices in My Head podcast is an extremely talented young lady who has collaborated with artists like award-winning singer-songwriter Lee Nash, Jody King, and Mia Fields, and she's also an award-winning songwriter herself. It's said of her that her songs are a beautiful hybrid of haunting and striking melodies set to lyrics that are made for fun listening and personal growth. My guest today on the Voices in My Head podcast is none other than singer and songwriter Amy Savin. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get to talk to you. I am, am fairly new to your music. Um, I'll have to tell you right away, we have a one-year-old son. He's, he's actually 15 months old now. And um, when I first heard about your music, I went to YouTube and looked up a few clips. And, uh, and immediately, this is, this is kind of the litmus test, is if my son kind of starts boogieing to the song, we know it's a quick <laughs> one. And uh, I believe it was the song Let Me Tell You was the first one we started listening to, which is a cool video anyway. Uh, but he, was, he kind of grabs on to things. He's just learning to walk. And he starts kind of, you know, just bopping up and down when he's listening. So you got his name's Alexander. So you were approved with the Alexander test from right off. Woohoo! So, <laughs> I became a voice in his head. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you are. So, uh, so he will be thrilled to 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 know that you were on the podcast yeah. when he gets old enough to know what a podcast is, you know, and all that stuff. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's really great to have you today, though. I've been enjoying the music that I've I've been getting to hear. And there are a lot of great clips on YouTube, and you're highly talked about uh, by some mutual friends of mine. And so I, I thought this would be a great opportunity to have an up-and-coming singer-songwriter, Amy Savin, on the show. Tell us a little bit. I, I know you've had some releases in the past, and, and you're working on a new album right now uh, that I believe uh, from your website said you're going to be releasing in 2014. Um, just tell us a little bit about your music and um, kind of maybe what you've done in the past and, and where you're hoping to take it in the future yeah that's a big question yeah I it's, ask it's huge that question <laughs> every day <laughs> um well my first album was kind of like a big experiment i mean it was my first full length so i basically had you know years and years to to write music and i picked all of the songs that i thought were the the best written is that how i say it yeah. <laughs> um so now for for this album, it's like you don't have, you know, 15 years of, of writing to put into an album. You have a couple years in between. But um, so the first album was a mix of like folk, pop, rock, some ballads, um, just pretty much anything that I wanted to put on it. But for this next project, I'm trying to narrow in my sound a little bit <clears throat> so that... Um, you know, I know what I'm doing with my music, <laughs> and I want to give a little bit more drive, a little bit more energy, edge. Um, I got a lot of good response from, I guess, the bigger songs on my last project. So, between my husband and I, he's uh, he's been throwing a lot of different bands 
my way to influence my writing. So <laughs> I'm hoping to uh, come up with something that's pretty fantastic. cool. Well, that's great, and you know, I think that is part of the evolution. Um, I've I've recorded a few albums myself, and I can remember, you know, my first one. I was so young, and I was just, you know, a couple years into college, and it was kind of like, okay, here's everything I've written, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna throw it up, you know, on an album and right. and go. And then after about a year, I'm like, boy. I don't even know if I like these songs <laughs> anymore. And then, <laughs> you know, because that's kind of how you evolve in the process. And then sometimes you start going more like you're saying, it'll focus in on a more, um, maybe I want there to be a theme to this album, or maybe there's, there's something that I want to make sure every song connects and, and how it goes. So I think that's a, a really, I, that's a neat part of the artist development and growth thing, though. I, I don't think people always understand how that works. So, um, yeah. But now let's talk a little bit first about um, the the award that you won because there was a big uh, writing contest and I thought I wrote down the name of uh, the the singer songwriter contest um, I, and apparently Is your my, Marshall show yes that's the one <laughs> you know what yeah. I had it written in my notes I thought and here I am uh, we you have to I have to apologize first of all we just got back from a house show with Andrew Peterson last night which was amazing in Cincinnati but we we live about two hours from there so. Uh, I'm a little scattered in some notes I thought I had I apparently didn't have, so we'll just bring it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about, yeah, the the show that, that you won and kind of gave you some good exposure there. Yeah, so there's a radio talk show host, um, Drew Marshall. He's quite a character. Um, he uh, he got banned from 100 Huntley Street. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so much fun. He's one of those people that... Um, asks really challenging questions and he's not afraid to say anything that he's thinking and some sure. people like it some people hate it <laughs> i had a great time on his show um he basically just asked you know the general listeners to send in um mp3s or recordings of one instrument and in a vocal you know vocal recording sure. so it's okay. a very simple track and uh they were going to kind of judge you on your singing and your songwriting on um, musicianship, stuff like that. So I sent in a recording. Um, actually, a friend of mine called me and he said, hey, there's this contest going on. You should totally enter. And I just sent it in because, I don't know, I just thought it was something to do. Sure. But um, as the show was progressing, I noticed that my song was doing really well. So then I started paying a lot of attention to it. And uh, so it turns out... <laughs> I uh, I won, <laughs> and I got to talk to some really cool people, um, Delilah, um, the radio host, uh, Candace Cameron from Full House, um, <laughs> some other really cool people. Um, I, I think and, I saw, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think I saw too, uh, Tal Bachman, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he also on your website had said some stuff. I don't know if that was through that show or not, but that's pretty cool it too. It was. So... Yeah, he does that song, uh, She's So High, yeah. or something She's like so that. High. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, he. I, it was really kind of cool to hear, you know, famous people talking about my song. Yeah. Oh, that's, but, a, that's um, an awesome thing. Yeah, Drew just really did a lot then, you know, to promote different concerts of mine. He had me on the show a few times. Um, so, yeah, that was... That was kind of a an opportunity that showed me that um, 
my music was was standing was standing out to people, which was really encouraging because it's so hard, you know, sure. in the industry for anybody to notice your music. There's a dime a dozen people that look and sound like you, so you know. <laughs> yeah. Now, 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 what was the song that that won that, uh, that you know that people really started paying attention to through this show and things? Uh, is it one that you still well, do on a regular basis? No, I don't. And it was it was an EP I did, uh, low budget. It was the first kind of public recording I did. I don't really uh, bring that album to shows or sell it online. I might do it, you know, in the future. This <laughs> um, is a, a cool little throwback. But maybe seven, the early days. <laughs> the early days. <laughs> yeah, I'll wait till I'm like forty. But. Um, yeah, it was called One My Heart, and I wrote it for a girl who had um, lost her virginity at a very young age, and she kind of went through a self-doubt and depression, and it was basically a love song from God to a person saying, I, I don't care, you know, what you've done, where you've been, I'm already in love with who you are, and uh, she used to listen to that song, like even last week she wrote to me, she said that she was going through some old music and she found that song and she just started bawling again so um i know that song still lives on in <laughs> in her life which is what my my goal was but that's the one i played for the show that's great well and, that, and that's what you want is for people to connect in that way to your music even if it's not one you normally do it's still every now and then it's funny i've I've met people over the years, and uh, you know, my first album. I hate to admit this, but my first one was like 17 years ago. <laughs> and so, as, as you know, there's there's just some songs you retire, and and every now and then I'll get an email from somebody that's that's like, you know, that song you did way back when that I don't even remember the lyrics to hardly. <laughs> it was like that, that right? meant so much to me. But but that's so cool how how music can um, just really reach in, and that's what we hope for is that people will make a connection with it with the things that we write and. Um, and, it, and it seems like people really are connecting with you. I, I think you even have a show. Uh, your music's taking you some places uh, with Sidewalk Profits, I believe. It's coming up pretty soon. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty big step there. That's awesome. It's it's coming to a to a place near you. All right. <laughs> Away, not not near my folks. Well, it's what a couple hour drive from from Michigan here, and for all my. Friends and family and listeners in Canada, they can't make it out probably, but oh. it's okay. <laughs> Ohio, here I come. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm excited because it's pretty close to where I live. We're hoping we'll be able to get up to that show that night. So, Well, let's yeah. let's talk about some of this music that, that is uh, catching people's uh, attention right now. One of them that I really enjoy, we've been listening to it for the last couple of days, uh, even on the way back from the Andrew Peterson show last night, we were listening to Let Me Tell You, um, which which is just such a, a fun song. Um, so how do I say this exactly? Tell, tell me about Let Me let me Tell You. <laughs> let me tell you about Let Me Tell yeah, You. That, that's good. <laughs> um, well, you'll, you'll come to know that I write songs about people or for people. <laughs> this one was for another uh, good friend of mine. Who really uh, struggled with the concept of grace? She was just always condemning herself for every little thing, and um, I was just like, ah, I need to write something, an anthem for people to really understand God's heart, and I need to know that too sometimes. Um, just that there's nothing that we can do that's going to make God love us less. Like it's it's not a workspace. God isn't hurt 
when we sin because he's so disappointed in us. When when we disobey, he's more hurt that we chose something else above him. He's concerned about the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's what I wanted to get across in that song, that um, we need to get away from this idea that God's watching every move we make and, and you know, marking on a piece of paper everything we've done wrong. He's, he's more concerned of... Um, us just trusting him with our lives and pursuing him as a father and as a real relationship so i hope people get that <laughs> when they listen to it and and stop stressing out so hard about you know all their failures it's good to it's good to want to pursue holiness um and that's what we're called to but we also need to walk in forgiveness and know that um, we're free we're free in christ very good. Well, it's it's such a great song, and I'll, we're going to play it right now, and I just want listeners to be warned in advance. You're probably going to start tapping your foot, so be careful if you're driving <laughs> and listening to this. You know, don't, don't hit the gas or the brake or whatever. Be, watch your speed and all that, because it is just a fun song. But let's go ahead and give this song a listen. It's one of my favorites uh, from Amy, uh, Let Me Tell You. I remember all the times I tried to try a little more. And on my own fight my weaknesses Though I keep falling on the floor And then I fall into a trap Thinking God won't hear from me I run a little farther from the one Who has been saying all along Let me tell you about your faith Thank you. 
me tell you by my guest today, Amy Savin. It's a great song, and uh, I'm sure somewhere my son right now is uh, is bopping up and down to it, just you know, still having it in his head. Uh, but <laughs> it really is a fun song, and it's great to hear that sung from the perspective of the Lord to us. I do appreciate that, and um, so, sometimes that's I, I think the word uh, the word prophetic has actually gotten misused a lot over the years we we often take that as being a word that is um you know so full of like you know the future and you know smoke and incense and ashes and nostradamus and things but really to be prophetic is to speak god's words to his people and um and so i I like the prophetic aspect of that song as to where you're speaking from god's heart um to anyone who would listen so i appreciate that very much about that song Thank you. Let's move on to uh, another great one that that you have recorded. This one I I told my wife this morning whenever we were listening to it down here in the studio a little bit. Um, I said uh, I said it kind of reminds me. It's not derivative of it by any means, but it it definitely reminds me a little bit of Evanescence. Uh, this song Hide Me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever gotten that before, but I always kind of listen to songs and i go that that kind of remind has a has a feel and i like evanescence so that's the the reason i say that i don't know if there was any connection at all but that's that's a good yeah track, so, yeah so tell us a little bit about the song hide me sure um well i wrote that just on acoustic guitar i wasn't really thinking production wise what i was going to do with it um but it came out of a place where i felt that um there were so many expectations being placed on my life and I was I was kind of drowning in that um, and it was a time where I was really asking God to take me out of the sphere of people and, and opinions and just take me in your arms and let me rest there and let me be free from yeah just all of the expectations being put on my life and let me let me rest and uh, like the first verse says, talks about being on a stage and being in front of everybody. And what if, what if I don't dance for them the right way? Um, you know, what if I'm nothing that they expect me to be? And uh, knowing that when you're with God, there's <laughs> there is no expectation mm-hmm. that there is no um, failure to Him. And that that was so comforting to know that I could rest. And sometimes we're, we get so caught up in what people think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of people people can probably relate to that. Um, and in the studio, I was throwing out a few artists. Uh, there was a song by Bethany Dillon called "Beautiful" that was influenced by that. A little bit of Evanescence, uh, but we just had a whole bunch of fun in the studio. I recorded that in uh, Quebec, mm-hmm. in Canada. Right. And uh, the producer wasn't actually a Christian producer, but um, through recording, you know, a lot of these songs, we had some really intense conversations, which was really cool, you know, witnessing opportunity in the studio. That's great. That's cool. Now, have you done most of your recording uh, in Canada, or I, I believe you had done some in Nashville as well? Right. So most of my yeah first album was was in Canada, um, except for one track, and now the second album is going to be all in Nashville. Nice. Very cool. 
Well, before we get too far in, I, I do want to talk a little bit more about the recording process and, and being in Nashville because that's a fun situation all of itself. Fun and challenging <laughs> and, and exciting and intimidating and all that. But um, oh, yeah. I, since we're talking about kind of some of those range of emotions anyway, let's go ahead and have, give a listen to the song Hide Me by Amy Sadler. There's a heart beating faster, a fear of disaster to come. All the world is a stage and I'm standing in the light alone If I cannot perform, if I cannot dance well to this song Will you say
Miss Adam. That's such a really powerful song, and uh, I, I just, I mean, I could probably say something nice about all these, so I'm going to do it again, but <laughs> when you were talking about, um, before, you know, as you were prefacing the song, and just the way that, how the Father sees us, and and the way that there's um, not the disappointment that we seem to have in each other, I, I think I've, I've come to understand that more uh, over the last year, you know, being a new father, and, and kind of trying to... You know, it's not always that I love the things that my son does. You know, I don't love it when my son grabs the dog's hair and, you know, <laughs> yanks it as hard as he can or whatever. Uh, it's just part of what babies do. But at the same time, it's like it's not so much what he does. It's That's not why I love him. I love him because he's my son, you know. And, and so I appreciate right. that, the idea that we can hide um ourselves in who God is. And I, I think we're so – there's been some really bad theology – that has circulated through the church for quite a long time that makes God so fearful. We'll use those passages about fear of the Lord and instead of seeing the context of awe and wonder and amazement and, and really even um, uh, mercy and love that comes from God. So, sometimes it's sometimes it's disappointed love, but it's always love and mercy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I love that that you're bringing that out in your song that there's a place to rest in him so thanks for those words thanks for those good lyrics mm-hmm. well i want to talk a little bit about the recording process in nashville and how that's going you're also working with some highly talented people there from what i understand um and most of the albums that you've done before you've done up in canada but now you're down in the big music city let me ask you first of all what was it like um, just showing up there? Because I used to live in Nashville, and I understand the culture. I still have friends, and, and I and I go there um, a few times a year, it seems like. But when you're going to become a recording artist, tell us about some of the, the anticipation and the feelings and emotions that kind of go with recording in that place where <laughs> literally everyone has recorded that is is known in the music industry. Yeah. Um, well, I went with two of my best friends, um, my friend Laura and Jess, and Laura's dad drove us. He was our, our truck driver. Or, did we go in a truck or van? I forget. We just packed up a huge car and we took off for a 12-hour drive. Um, it was so much fun because both of those girls are, are musical. We were singing all the way. We got into Nashville. Um, we had a good friend of ours out there. Uh, toured us around the city a bit, showed us all the cool places, live music everywhere, you know, radio quality singers everywhere. And it, at first, it's just kind of like a big slap in the face, like, oh, you think you can sing? This whole city can sing. <laughs> so, um, but it was so much fun. I would move there um, if my husband didn't hate the heat so much. <laughs> it does get hot in Nashville, that's for sure. Oh my gosh. You in the summertime you're pretty much melting and non existent. Yeah. Um but so I uh I got to record um on my first album one song with my favorite producer, Ed Cash, and that was the first time I had worked with him and I only knew about his work through some of my favorite artists that I listened to. Um, so that was a real cool experience. Um, sure, and just that was case, probably the. Sorry? I was just gonna say, just in case people don't recognize Ed Cash, you definitely recognize Chris Tomlin, and uh, and people like him that Ed Cash have uh, brought to the forefront by by uh, producing them, and he's he's just you name it, Ed Cash has probably produced him. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, 
I either produced or written the song. He's done a lot of co-writing. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, I just wanted to interject that in case people didn't know who Ed Cash was. Sure. Yeah, so that was, you know, at that point, the highlight of my career there, just meeting Ed Cash, someone that I've been a fan of for so long. Um, and I gave him a song that I, I took the lyrics from an old hymn that my church uh, used to sing. Actually, they still sing it. Um and I rewrote the melody, and I uh, I actually gave Ed and Scott, his brother, a bunch of tracks that I I wanted it to sound like. I had never heard what they had done to it until I arrived in the studio to do vocals. And um, the first time I, I listened to it, there were like tears in my eyes because it was everything I had ever hoped for, for the song to be. Um, just a huge, epic ballad that the listeners will probably hear. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, after I heard that song, um, I didn't, I wasn't married at the time. That was a few years before. But talking to my husband later on, we both decided that that was probably the best recorded song on the album. And he said, we're going to do your entire next album with Ed, no matter what it takes. So that's what we're doing. Mm, that's working great. album number two with those guys. That's fantastic. Well, I'm, you know, Ed Cash has been a hero of mine for a while too, and that's I, I'm excited for you. That's really great. I've got a lot of friends that uh, have known and collaborated with Ed over the years, and um, it, and he's so versatile too because I think about the the wide range of everybody from uh, you know pretty renowned you know rock. And even even some country people, you know, throughout sure. that he's worked with. Um, but then there's people also that have not only like Chris Tomlin, but you have like the other extreme of worship music too. And when you mention a hymn like that, um, he's done some writing with uh, people like Keith Getty and and you know who actually are hymn writers for the church. And so he's he's got such a, a wide. Um, talent pool himself you know from where he pulls from but I, i'm glad to see that he does it uh for the glory of god in fact even this week some of my friends at lifeway worship were working with ed and uh, posting some pictures about um doing a new project with tommy walker and and uh, so that's exciting to hear because that's i mean he's he's just a, a great connection anyway but he just sounds like a great person as well oh yeah and that's always um so awesome to see you know people that are really successful and yet so down to earth, um, like he prays before every session. They send, you know, lovely thank you cards every time you go and record there. Like they, their heart is is for people and to be personable. Mm. And I think that's so cool to see with someone, you know, who's so successful. That's great. Well, I'm uh, hopefully we'll we'll be able to play that track that you just spoke about to close out the show today. I'd really like to do that. It sounds like that would be a good way to uh, to close our conversation. But just before we do that, um, I'll I'll be honest. I'm as interested in in your compassion work and uh, as much as I am in your music. And I, I really that is one thing that um, I found out very early on about you was your work with. Um, not only compassion, um, but also working with the A21 campaign. And uh, I'd love for you to just take a minute to tell the listeners about some of that, because I know that compassion, um, a, a lot of people know about that one, but the A21 campaign especially is maybe a little bit lesser known, but it but it needs to be uh, heard about and talked about. Would you mind just taking a couple minutes and kind of sharing about some of your work with them? Yeah, so the A21 campaign... 
um, is an organization started by Christine Kane. She's from Australia, and I'm actually from Australia too. Wow. Like my parents were from Australia, um, so when they moved to Canada, all of the kids have um, Australian passports as well. So I'm Canadian, Australian, and American. <laughs> <laughs> you are international but, artist. That's really- I'm just a mutt. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, I love Christine's heart. Um, I I found out about human trafficking through college. I went to a Christian conference um, in university, and that's the first time I heard about it. And then, you know, of course, when you hear it, you're like, oh, I really want to do something. But time passes and, and nothing happens. You get caught up in life. But about a year ago, I watched a movie um, called Taken. It's a very graphic, and um, I don't necessarily recommend people watching it, but it just uh, it destroyed me. And um, like some of the images that you see, and and I was told that that is that movie depicts what happens so accurately. I mean, not all the, the fighting scenes and all that. That's like, of course, Hollywood. But like sure. the way they were portraying the girls chained to a bed and drugged up in little you know cubicles of a room. Yeah. Um, like I was just like, how can I sleep at night when there's women, mostly women, there's some, you know, young boys too that are, are being sold into sex slavery. So I began going online, looking at different organizations, um, and see what was, you know, what was this world doing about the problem? And out of all of them, I, I gravitated to the A21 campaign. I feel like they're one of the oldest, um, terms of when they were established and I love all the things they're doing they not only you know try and, and do rescue missions but um, they do a lot of focusing on helping victims recover because I mean you have girls that have been prostituted and then they have criminal records and they can't find jobs they can't find housing no one wants them around um, so a lot of recovery that kind of thing and then um, you know there's a lot of campaigns that build awareness and build teams uh, locally. So like now through this campaign, um, I've been advertising through my social media, um, and people have been writing to me in terms of like, oh, I know, you know, a cupcake group that puts all of the funds towards human trafficking, or I know of this, um, there's the Abolition Project in Michigan where now we're meeting, you know, once a month from people you know, five minutes from where I live, and we're starting to do things in our own community. Um, so I'm just excited to to be a part of. And I don't know necessarily, you know, what we can do. We're all brainstorming, and it's it's going to take a huge movement to end something because it's. I mean, you have over 27 million slaves that are being sex trafficked, and you know, young kids from 11 to 15 years old and, and older. So it's it's going to take a lot of people to you know first be aware and then sure. for God to convict hearts to to make a difference. So yeah, I'm I, doing what I can. <laughs> oh sure, and I, I I applaud you for that because that is one you know it was probably ten years ago when when it even came to my attention the first time that there was such a thing as this. Right. And uh, I think I saw it on maybe a uh, it was one of those shows like Dateline or something you know that had a special report on it and. Um, I can remember specifically they had, they had interviewed one young lady on this uh, just regular television news show. It wasn't anything Christian at all, um, but one of the ladies who had been rescued from uh, from the slavery, 
And uh, they they had her face kind of, you know, in the black so you wouldn't know who she was and things. But she said there was one person um, that kept coming to her and would, would never do anything but talk with her and uh, ask her if she was okay and, and uh, just basically loved her you know and said it was uh, a few a few weeks later that that finally that that place was um shut down you know it was that they were raided it and were able to rescue everybody and and she said she was never sure if that was a police officer or if it was just somebody god sent um to just help her to hold on in that time and i'm getting uh, sorry i get a little teary even thinking about it because it was so um graphic excuse me um but it I, I'm just appreciating what you're doing as far as that goes. So I I believe the website is at a21.com if people are interested in finding more about that. I, I think it's the a21campaign.org. A21campaign. So I was way off. <laughs> a21campaign.org, I believe. Okay. Well, great. Yeah, or they can go to my website, too, and I have a, um, I have a video there that they can get the information from, and I'll be pretty soon putting up a tab um, specifically for the A21 campaign so um, yeah well great well um, and I while we're mentioning that please uh, listeners I do want you to go to Amy Savin's website um, it's amysavin s-a-v-i-n dot com so amysavin dot com and you'll be able to find out a whole lot more about Amy and the ministry that she's doing not only with music, but uh, with things uh, like this that you just heard about, the A21 campaign and her work with Compassion. So um, anyway, yeah. Is, is there anything else that before we close out the show today that you would like to leave listeners with or anything that you want to point them to while you have their attention? Oh, boy. Well, I mean, you named the website. I have all my social media there, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Google Plus is becoming a thing of of the day now yeah, um, <laughs> blogger twitter i just want to thank you rick for having me on the show i love meeting new people and um i love your heart i love what you're doing and um will i see you when i when i open for the sidewalk profits you're gonna be there you know what if if i don't have a, a gig already booked myself at that time I, <laughs> the, the problem is right now is my summer's filling up too and so uh but if at all possible yes if we are in town uh we will plan on being there and and if not i won't spill the beans right now but it looks like you and i may be able to work together um in the future doing a show so we'll we'll leave that for later if that actually happens That's but great. um but yeah so yes uh please plan on us we're i'm gonna do do all I can to be there for sure. That sounds that sounds like a, a wonderful opportunity, and it's so close to home and uh, getting too great, man. So I'll I'll say to listeners as well, make sure you check out Amy's schedule. And uh, if we do, you know what, we ought to do sort of a little on location short podcast thing of uh, you know yeah. just on location with with Amy Savin opening for the sidewalk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well great well we're going to close uh, hopefully as long as the audio uh, comes through and everything we're going to close out the episode today with uh, with the hymn that you were speaking of a few minutes ago so be on the lookout for new things from Amy Savin in the coming days Amy thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week Aww, you're welcome thanks for having me I place myself in Jesus' hands and there I'd stay forever no grief nor joy shall loose these bands 
listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. And I'd love this to be a community experience. So if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback, you can give me suggestions for future shows, you can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.